0: Here we go. We've got some. Fresh hey, I'm Luis. Challenges.
1: And I'm Fonzie. And welcome to the Content Is Profit podcast.
0: In here, you're gonna get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue.
1: You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content.
0: All this while having a good time. The Gold News Podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. That's Whew. right, guys. Today we're talking about podcasting myths busted and is it really competitive? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Are they busted? Fonzie? I don't know. This was a this is based off of a presentation that we heard in podcast movement by the one and only Rob Waltz, who is the founder or co-founder of Libsyn. I'm not sure if he actually started by himself or with somebody. But he is again top doggy on Libsyn (laughs) and if you're not familiar what Libsyn is it's a company it's one of those syndicating companies for podcasting one of the biggest ones actually so they have all the data all the juice
1: I know and uh, we could potentially do uh, like a whole series on just this presentation but thank you shout out to Fonzie because uh he took uh, the assignment of going through some of that today and uh, I'm excited to discuss it I honestly I skimmed it I think I, I remember
0: some of the conversation. I feel I, I feel thrown under the bus because you're like, yeah, we're gonna talk about this, and it's like, so make sure you look at it. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll take a look at it at this file. And then when we show up, I'm like, he wants me to look at it, so we have a you know even ground conversation. And now, and then he's like. You're gonna run the show today. I was like, "What? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me?" I did say that, but but this is data
1: that I really look every single day with our own podcast. I legit logged to Chartable and Mega things that where we publish the podcast and looking for all these indicators. So uh, he just found these amazing, amazing like data points, and then we're gonna relate it to what's happening in uh, real life with our show and uh,
0: with others. That's all. All right, that is right. So before we start, just a quick little bit of context on this data. Apple is pretty much the biggest right, publisher or, let's say, a hub for podcasts. So, most of this data is based on that. So, keep that in mind because there are plenty of streaming services for podcasts out there, right? I mean, some of the biggest ones, obviously, Apple that has, like, 68% of, like, all the podcasts. Um, Mm -hmm. Spotify, about 11%, and that's the closest one to Apple. And then you got Google Podcasts, Overcast, and then a whole bunch of other ones that only have like (laughs) zero point something percent.
1: I know, and I love this because obviously our organic traffic as far as the podcast and content is profit, most of you are coming from Apple Podcasts, but when we advertised, we went to platforms like CastBoss and uh, Overcast that you can actually run, Adds directly to that platform alone, so it's pretty interesting, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. Maybe we, we post a screenshot of this if you want it. Just send us a quick DM. We can we can actually share the presentation. They were sharing it in the in the conference for everybody that was interested and in looking at you know where your traffic is coming from, where are you actually publishing, and uh, just make sure that your podcast and your platform is
0: in the main uh, distribution channels. So myth number one is podcasting. Too crowded, right? You might be thinking about starting a podcast, whether that is for your personal brand, your business, right? Or just as a hobby. And you might be asking, you might be telling yourself, oh, there's so many podcasts out there, right? Because obviously, when we search for stuff, we get in this little bubble and then we just start seeing a lot of it and we have the perception that there's a lot on that topic. Well, what let's the, bust that what, myth.
1: What do you think before you actually saw the data?
0: Um, I didn't think it was crowded at all and honestly when i saw the data it just bagged my my thoughts on it right and we're going to share those in just a second
1: yeah i remember talking to to katie uh, on podcasting and after a little bit and she was like, you know, for those who don't know Kitty, she's my wife She's not a big fan of the podcast. She's listened to one episode <laughs> not her audience, but she's like, oh my gosh Everybody has a podcast. It's because uh, all the content that she was being served was all this celebrity stuff that we starting podcasts, Right, and you see it right. There's a lot of people that might start but what's interesting, right is obviously even though the podcast total number grew active podcast with more than 10 episodes actually didn't change much. So what does that show? Is that show that people might start the podcast because it's probably a low friction process to start, uh, but then they don't stick with it. Right. So that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. that's one of the data's that really caught my eye. I mean, in February of 2020, there were about almost 900,000 total podcasts out there, Published, right? And around that time, active podcast with more than 10 episodes, you had 243,000, right? So it was about one-fourth of the total podcast in the ecosystem. Now, fast forward to 2022, and you have 2.5, well, almost 2.5 million podcasts. Mm. So there was definitely an increase on people that started the podcast, but active with more than 10 episodes, you only have 380,000. That's just an right? increase
1: of what? Like uh, one, 160 or, yeah, 140,000. I mean, yeah, 140,000. 140,000.
0: 140,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at that, right, if let's say from 2020, it was about one-fourth of the total podcast ones that were active with more than 10 episodes, if you translate that directly into into the 2.5, that would have been around, what, 700, um, thousand, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 100,000 podcasts with more than 10 episodes. But you only have about half of that. It's like the, right? the
1: Rise of Pandemic Babies podcast edition. It's like all these podcasts were born in the during the pandemic.
0: And then they <laughs> and were then abandoned.
1: What, and then they were abandoned, <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a horror story. I, ho- I hope people are not abandoning their pandemic babies. Um, but the yeah, podcast. that that like my brother mentioned, right, that just... Pretty much highlights an opportunity there's like okay there's a lot of people coming into this space but they're not sticking with it for the long time so again rule number one of being successful with something is just sticking with it long enough
1: yeah we were having a conversation a couple of days ago and i mentioned this in the last episode with alex and filippo with uh Podmatch, right and a lot of the people that they help is people that are either starting podcasts or they have a show and they want to find their guests or they want to be found by other podcasts to exchange and collaborate and we're talking about how one of the goals of the software moving forward is to reduce attrition people are actually falling from the software and uh, i was asking him like do you know the the cause of why people are canceling your service right and he's like yeah people are not following through with their shows They have a lot of people that come in. Uh, They might not have the experience. They might not have the consistency yet on the production, consistent production of the show. And what happens is like after seven, nine episodes, right? They're like, okay, I'm done with it. And that's why they cancel the service. So it was pretty interesting conversation because we're talking, what is the educational level like um, for these people? Because they come into the space maybe thinking in the in the wrong way, right? Maybe they think that, yes, we're gonna have a podcast. Why are you creating a podcast? Well, I wanna be famous. I wanna monetize this as soon as possible for the business. I wanna do this. And there are actual ways that you can actually do this. You know, we're the proven case for that. And uh, we, we've been talking about the Six Figure Platform for a while now. But again, a lot of people might lack the education on how to tackle the show or what's the real objective of the podcast, right? There's there's many benefits that, that we can do that. And monetary one, unless you tackle it the way that we talk about it on the Six Figure Platform, it might be challenging at the very beginning unless you have a massive uh, backup on the back end to put on paid media.
0: Yeah. And there's an, another interesting point of data here, which is for every one podcast, there are around... 2000 blog uh, blogs out there. Mm. Oh, that is crazy, right? So I feel like it's easier for people to think about starting a blog than actual actually starting a podcast, but clearly competition is way higher when it comes to blogs. Now, what about YouTube you may be asking yourself, "Hmm, what about what if I start a YouTube channel?" right? Well, there are 37 million channels In YouTube, I couldn't find exactly how many of those are active, but you know, let's say it's a small percentage of that. I'm pretty sure it's still way more than the 380,000 active podcasts with more than 10 episodes, right? And these are active podcasts with more than 10 episodes, meaning that they probably publish in the last 90 days or 30 days, right? So keep that in mind. I'm sure out of those 37 million channels in YouTube, if you put it in the same <laughs> percentage as, as this, it's going to be around 5 million or so uh, channels that are actually active.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I... Probably going to play devil's advocate here is a thought that came to my to mind, right? And maybe a lot of people, and we've had this conversation, like, okay, well, if the space is less competitive, does that mean that there's no, not an audience there, right? Why should I start a podcast if a lot of people are failing at it, right? And uh, I think there's many answers to that question, but... What I feel is like really what what fills your cup, right? For us, when we started creating content, we tried many, many different things and, and ways and uh, we landed on podcasts because it was, a, it was a very natural way for us to create and put our thoughts out there and build our network and our connections and an audience now. And uh, it helped us move The machine forward for almost three years now right so for us it it meant so many other things that just the revenue that represented for the business but it has become one of our main pillars in the business right so if you're thinking about it okay digging into your why why are you actually doing this right and there is a direct connection to your business but also there's a ton of indicators in the industry that are telling us that podcasting is a space that's about to explode in growth right there's massive platforms like youtube for example that's developing a whole podcasting side right there's a lot of companies that are putting a lot of money into this into building platforms into building the infrastructure on the back end to make sure that this space uh continues to thrive so still very early right and uh, in uh, podcast movement we were um right after we spoke there was a rooster what's it rooster teeth What's it mm-hmm. called, the company? Yeah, Rooster Teeth came on, and they're at YouTube first, but they're investing a ton of their resources. They've been publishing for about 20 years, and they're investing a lot of their resources in podcasting shows and mixing different formats, right? Podcasting is a whole different animal than YouTube, right? There might be some overlap here and there, but there's a lot of companies that are putting this into it. So that's an indicator that at least you should consider. If you don't have a show yet, you should consider exploring the possibility on uh, developing one.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about the side of the creators, right? Again, not many active ones have, you know, grown or stayed active since 2020. But what about listeners, right? And the trend is going up. So, again, there's not that many people that are actually creating and staying consistent, but the listenership is growing, right? I think, um, here, podcast listening total US, percentage that ever listened to a podcast, right? um there's well actually no percentage this is in millions of people in 2015 33 million and then in 2022 it already doubled right around 62 million people that are listening to podcasts so the pool of listeners is growing yet the amount of active podcasts is not growing meaning there's more opportunity to capture the attention of more people which obviously if there are ears coming into the medium that are lending their attention, guess who wants to invest? All the advertisers, right? They want to come where the eyeballs or the ears, people's attention is. So they're going to come to the podcasting world and they're going to be investing more money, which shows in here that the podcast revenue has grown 51% on the last quarter Mm. and that was in 2021 compared to to, 2016. That is a big, big jump. It's a big chunk. Mm -hmm. Big chunk of money. Just on that last quarter that it was three hundred and twenty-six million dollars.
1: So is um is
0: podcasting Um growing? Yes, <laughs> podcasting is growing a lot. <laughs> is so, podcasting so too know, crowded? I was gonna in, be like busted. In twenty twenty two there was around two point one billion dollars invested in advertisement, spent in advertisement in the podcasting world. Again, that is Around three hundred eighty thousand active podcasters, right? And yes, a lot of the uh, a lot of the top ones get a lot of the big chunk of money, right? Uh, Joe Rogan contract of like a hundred million dollars. <laughs> but it yeah. is estimated that in twenty twenty four, is gonna grow to four point two billion. So in two years, this expenditure in podcasting is literally gonna double. And if the trend of right podcasts that are being launched and podcasts that are actually that are actually active keeps going on there's still not going to be that much growth and it's probably a good time for you to step into the space and be consistent with it and be one of those active podcasts that are you know getting a piece of the pie
1: yeah and you know if you're experiencing some challenges on um, maybe you have a show and you're like, okay, how can we continue or why are we actually continuing? Or you are thinking about starting a show. We want to hear from you, uh, come to the Content's profit, Facebook group, put your questions in there. We want to find out why, you know, uh, you're thinking about maybe stopping or maybe you're thinking about starting. Like, what are the what are these reasons? And that way we can help you move the needle forward. We do believe in this space. A hundred percent. We've almost been three years now publishing. Obviously the show has grown quite a bit. So shout out to everybody that has been coming to the show in the last month or so. Uh, but again, we think this is a massive advantage if your business has a podcast there's many many ways on the back end that you can take advantage of this on the on the business level uh so is it busted fancy the first myth uh, Too yeah. crowded.
0: it's not crowded at all
1: let's go
0: that's not the one i wanted i wanted to- <laughs> there we go busted <laughs> there's opportunity opportunity for yes. everybody here and again Let's say you don't go for any of that advertising money, any of that $4.2 billion that is coming in 2024. If you are a business, Mm. podcasting is an opportunity for you to start those relationships that my brother was telling about, right? Start the relationships, get access to the people or the companies that you want to work with and leverage that to then turn a profit. We actually started making money with our podcast on like week two, Because we develop a very strategic relationship with the podcast that became a business deal. And you can do exactly the same. Yeah, I love it. All right. Myth number two. Uh, Does rating and reviews matter? Mm, And this one's
1: interesting because we actually have, you know, every single call to action. The reviews, but there's... Maybe it's a different reason why we asked for those reviews, right? It's actual feedback. But this was uh, eye-opening for me. I actually had no idea, you know, all these algorithms and how th- these platforms work for a lot of people it's very confusing, right? And some gurus and experts say one thing and then you turn around and somebody else saying something else. But I love that we actually went to the root of, of this in this presentation because the person putting the presentation is one of the owners of these platforms, right? That, that put this content out there. So they know exactly how everything
0: works. So what do you find out, Fonzie? Well, they share that ratings, reviews, and shares might help indicate a podcast popularity and their quality but are not actually factored in when it comes to rankings. Again, this is within Apple Podcasts, right? And you might hear all these people making all the contests about, hey, come here and give me all these ratings, right? Leave me reviews so we can help. it can help us rank higher and we can reach more people. So actually, that is not how Apple measures for the ranking. How they actually do it is they have a weighted average of the last couple days downloads right so let's say on the next seven days of their downloads they just do a weighted average and depending on that your podcast can rank up or down so that that's that kind of like points out to two things first downloads on the day off that your day spot that your podcast is published you want to drive a lot of traffic and then the long tail of the podcast right you want people coming back to other episodes, and keep listening, right? So you don't want them to listen to one episode and then leave. You want them to listen to one and then move on to the next one and keep listening and then maybe move on to the next one and listen for a little bit, right? So how can you make your content bingeable, right? So they can listen to a lot of them, engage them, maybe give them some call to actions, references to previous episodes so you can send them back and forth and they stay within your ecosystem, giving you more downloads and then when that weighted average is calculated you go up the charts.
1: Yeah, I love it. And and it's funny because like uh, I was looking back at maybe things that we did or things that we've seen in the industry with other businesses and people that have launched podcasts and they claim, hey, we're top 10 here and there, right? And those rank- rankings like go up and down depending obviously on that weighted average of downloads. Uh, and you just recently, Contains Profit ranked, you know, number 18 in marketing in the US and uh, I think it was like number six in Canada. So huge shout out for everybody listening to, to the podcast and it was super exciting because we started looking back at the data but uh, to see where people are coming from, is it our shadow? How we've been guesting? Like, what's the outreach that's happening, right? And we're going to talk a little bit on the growth side in just a second. But... Um, I went back and uh, when we study some launch strategies, for example, this is one, right? You have 10 episodes that are shorter, you know, five minutes, you'd release them all in the same day. And then you advertise to your audience, to your people, to your email list, to go listen to the launch of that podcast. Then they're going to binge, you know, 10 episodes that are maybe five minutes, right? That's going to increase uh that that weighted average of downloads, right? And if there's a high volume of people listening to that, then your show ranks. So that's when you see those campaigns of shows that are ranking top 10 in the first week. That's probably what's happening. It's like they have a bank of episodes and they're doing this, right? And it was funny because when we did the contest, right, when we announced that we we're in the hotspot network, uh we were pushing for reviews at the time and we didn't have the insight of this data. And we got a ton of reviews. I think we went from 20 reviews to 75, almost 80 reviews within that week. And, uh, and we thought, or I thought that the reviews was the one that the thing that triggered the rankings at that time, because we went up in the rankings. Um, and, uh, Obviously, if people listen to your podcast and then review, right? The listen the, the listens are probably gonna be a little bit higher than those reviews. Uh, so maybe that's the thing that triggered. And I love that we finally brought a lot of clarity into this because now we have we know exactly what, what's happening, we know exactly what to say, we know exactly where to direct people if the goal is to grow that.
0: Yeah, always direct them to download and listen more. But should you stop asking for ratings and reviews? Absolutely not. Just keep asking for those as well because again they're going to give an impression for people that are maybe never heard your show or maybe they find you on search right yep. the first thing yep. that people see is pretty much the rating of the podcast and they're going to see the amount of reviews that you have if you're a show that have thousands of reviews positive ones people are going to imply that you have a very good show right but if people see that you might have only two, three reviews, right. And you have maybe, let's say a four stars out of five, they might be like, Hmm, this might be a newer show. Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to give it a try. Right. So again, it does help. It probably influences the person that is looking for the, for the podcast in a certain way, but it's not what is going to help you rise through the ranks.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love this. Uh, so does rating and review matter? Fonzie?
0: Uh, they relatively relatively, <laughs> but for racing, for rising up on the charts. No. Yeah. Busted. Let's go. Okay. Uh, okay. I think
1: this is a little bit of a, of a bonus, right? Like I don't think it's a, it's a myth. Yeah,
0: This is not a myth, but, um, people might be asking, you know, or people have been actually saying that it's very difficult for people to find your podcast. And I was pretty surprised when I heard about this, I was like, wow, it's way simpler than you actually think it is, uh, we complicate it. And, you know, I used to spend a lot of times writing the notes from the episode. I was just trying to think, okay, what are the keywords? What can I put in here, right, that can be, be picked by SEO, etc. cetera, right? Again, we're talking within the podcasting apps. And it turns out that actually doesn't <laughs> matter at all. Like your notes, your descriptions, it has zero to do, zero impact on search, what actually has an impact on search is the title of your show, the author, and then is sorted by the total numbers of followers all time, right? And I I, I want to add here, I think, because Apple Podcasts, when you put the, put it on search, let's say you put a name of somebody, it also gives you uh, the episodes, individual episodes. So I'm gonna say that the the name of your episode actually helps as well. That's why it's important to include the name of the guest, right? Especially if you have somebody yeah. which pretty, with a pretty high status that a lot of people are looking for them, right? Then it's pretty important for you to put their name in the in that episode so Apple can recommend your episode. And a good example here that they give in this report is they have a few screenshots with the word podcast, right? And literally, as they, play, as, as they type podcast, the recommended shows are the podcast ohio state football news podcast but outside podcast in spanish podcast about liz podcast (laughs) right all these podcasts that start with the word podcast and then they go ahead and they search the word podcasting and the recommended ones are number one podcasting literally there's a show called podcasting then (laughs) stop podcasting yourself lost podcasting network Podcasting with Aaron. And funny enough, one of the examples that they show is Podcasting Made Simple, which is a podcast um, hosted by one of our good friends, Alex and Filippo. Yeah. So, again, super, super important. I wish we knew this before we started our show. I love the name Content is Profit. And the fact that we have content and profit, I think is a very strong case for search. Yeah. But again, just knowing that, I think it's extremely viable. because now if you're going to start a show, right, what are those keywords that people are looking for in your industry? Don't worry about putting it in the description. Put it on the name of the show, right? So let's say people are looking for B2B marketing. I'll literally call the show B2B marketing. That's it, right? B2B marketing. The show, and yeah. that's it. When people would look it up, they probably have a higher chance of finding your show and then listening to it, right? Because when people get recommended something, especially let's say on YouTube, right? We're watching YouTube, and YouTube recommends a video. Those are probably the ones that we're more Incline. likely to actually consume. And I feel it's the same with podcasting. When I search for something, the first couple of ones are the ones that are that I'm most likely to give it a chance and listen to them.
1: Yeah, I love this. Um, also, we talked about this and we've been implementing it in, a, in our show as well. Those, those first 30 seconds, right, is that is that impression that people will have on, on your show. And that's another top tip is they're the most important 30 seconds <laughs> of your of your recording. Right. So what are some ways that you can attract some some attention and uh, and allow people to to stay Right, so some of that, you know, you can look for indicators uh, depending on your brand, depending on your message, obviously. But for us, it's like high energy moments, like funny moments, uh, very valuable insights, right? Maybe shocking insights. I remember Jerry's uh, interview where he was sharing the story where he was in the hospital about to die, right? Um, And uh, that was like the first clip that we put in there, and uh, that allows for people to, you know, capture the curiosity and things. So start testing things out. If you have higher frequency, right? We talked about this. If you publish, uh, you know, three four. Or five times a week, you have a higher chance to test things like this. So make sure that your production is tight and making sure that it's not too crazy, where you can have the flexibility to test and see what works, right? A good indicator for this is look for the first seven-day download number. If you're starting to put those changes into place and you see that those first seven-day downloads increase is your, your title, your headline, right? And then if people listen past those 30 seconds at a higher rate than before, that means that it's working. So keep doing that. Those are the things on how you can pinpoint these elements inside of your shows and continue to move the needle forward.
0: That is right. And then to finish it off, a little bonus on growing Your podcast, right? Five ways that are very key for you to grow your podcast. Number one is to have great content. Put effort and love into your podcast so you can have great content. Because then if people find you in search and they listen to you, guess what? They will want to come back and listen some more because you have some incredible content to share. Now, if your content is not good, I'm pretty sure you've done this before where you listen to somebody just tune out and never come back, right? What is tip number two? Tip number two: uh,
1: Great marketing, baby. <laughs> so obviously, it's very broad, but again, play to your strengths. What uh, as you market your show, you know, we have that one-to-one rule that Fonzie came up with um a few months back and it's like okay if i spend one hour creating i need to flip the script and spend one hour marketing my podcast right or my show or my platform and uh, what happens is a lot of people and we see this in the industry is a lot of people put a lot of effort in the creation process a lot of effort in the production process and then the episode goes out or the platform goes out and then crickets and silence, right? And we don't do anything to promote those episodes or to put it out there and market within like your email list. If you're using paid media on paid media, micro content, right? Multipurposing your, your content into different platforms and see if you can attract podcast listeners from all over the place. So make sure that you can be creative. Uh, obviously, there's based on your capacity and your resources obviously but if you do need help with that that's exactly what we help uh and you can come to the facebook group contents profit and ask all the questions that you want and we can help you navigate
0: that um that universe that is right then you get the right call to actions right <clears throat> Ooh. i in there a little got emo- bit got emotional though. uh right call to actions if you're doing an episode right you might want again you want downloads so do callbacks to previous episodes. That is a a way to do call to actions. Keep them coming back into your content. The other one, very famous one in the direct response world is send them to your email list, send them to a landing page where you can get their information. And then every single time you launch a podcast, guess what? You get to promote it to your list. You get to send them an email explaining, right? Causing curiosity and pretty much helping them make it to the podcast right reminding them that you're there to help them out with whatever content it is that you're creating for them
1: that's right and then uh, the next one is guesting go to different platforms right podcast listeners listen to podcasts so you know we've tried that we've tried micro content we have tried paid media we're trying a bunch of stuff and obviously it's going to be very different for every show but if you go to another platform where their listeners are used to listen to podcasts, right? And you provide a ton of value and you're interesting and your story interesting and resonates with them. Those audience member, you know, might have a chance to go to your podcast and listen to you continuously to do that, right? So shout outs, obviously, uh, but try to find those episodes or those podcasts in industries that you're an expert in, that you can provide a ton of value, that you can uh, have a great experience and provide a great experience, not just for the person that invites you, but also for the audience that listens to you. And you'll see if you do this consistently, people are going to start moving into your own podcast.
0: That is right. And the last one is advertising. So if you want to put some fuel to your growth, you need to invest some money in it and do some advertisement now we try this and I'm going to lie it's a little bit tricky right you see a spike of listeners come in but then you need to have really good content that can hook people and you know make them stick and listen not just to that one episode but the next one and the next one so this is my personal recommendation if you are going to run an ad I would do it towards a series of episodes, right? So let's say you're doing a series on lead generation and it's a five-episode series. I would advertise to the very first episode. And at the very beginning, I remember, the first 30 seconds are crucial. At the very beginning, I would say, you're here to learn about lead generation in this five-episode series. I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. And in today's episode one, we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. Then you go on with your episode, and at the end, you include another call to action. Make sure you listen to episode two. It's already on the feed, right? So you can learn X, Y, and Z. And then at the beginning of episode two, two, you remind them again that it's a five-part series. Why? Because, again, people are going to listen to the first 30 seconds, and you need to grab their attention and also let them know that there are five episodes that they need to listen (laughs) so they can get the full amount of information, right? And remember... For us to rank up, rise up the ranks in the Apple charts, it's a weighted average of a few days downloads. So if you get people listening to five episodes in a row, right, after you get them on an ad, your stickiness is going to be pretty good. They're going to be adding to that weighted average. You're going to rise through the charts, and hopefully you actually get some new listeners that keep coming back to your podcast.
1: That's right. That was good. Thank That's you, That's pretty yeah. decent. Pretty decent. Flump it. Okay. Good. Flump it.
0: <laughs> what is a flump it?
1: What is a flumpet it? Well, I I went for a high five and you
0: did the th- th- yeah. Th- that's a that's a turkey, bro. <laughs> that's a turkey. Yeah, the high five and the fist bump they make a turkey.
1: Okay, without say guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform. Hit download all those episodes, go back
0: because it's a ton of value. And make sure to follow us on social media at BizBrosco. That is random today's episode. Help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Did, Did you, you
1: say that? See ya. <laughs>